And welcome back to another episode of The Contrarian. It's me, boy, Eli. It's me. Yeah, it's Joe. Joe. So, I really kind of didn't want to do this. I was hoping it would take a little longer before we do an episode like this. Most because we just had to talk about this a week or two ago. Yeah. I had this talk with Daniel. And now I'm having this talk with you. <laughs> Sony is feeling like spending some money. Uh... Yeah, because I think the big news of this week was uh, Sony buying uh, Bungie for about, what, $3 billion? It was around that much money, yes. Making sure I know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, it's... So that this is going to lead us into this episode. It's like, uh, what does this mean? Um, what does it could mean more for Sony? And just like, what does it mean for gaming? So obviously, let's just start with the idea of like, what does this mean for Sony? uh in the relationship with Bungie so obviously Bungie um was the guys who made Halo and a lot of other stuff but the mostly kind of known at the moment is for Halo and now Destiny which was a uh again that was accessible to like all platforms but when when they when when Bungie was making De- Destiny at first they were partnering with Activision mm-hmm. and with that partnership they essentially um helped distribute all that good stuff but also, Activision had like kind of sort of a deal with with Sony, so they get some extra stuff in the way uh, that you know was kind of that left everybody else kind of like high and dry. Yeah, it was a very similar uh, marketing strategy they would do for um, uh, Call of Duty at the time, because uh, since the PlayStation uh, had sort of that bigger fan uh, install. Because I, I think it started back with the Xbox, where, like, mm. uh, Call of Duty on Xbox would get exclusive content, like, ma- maps earlier or, or stuff like that. And that transitioned to Call of Duty uh, games on PlayStation mm. when PlayStation 4 became big. And that was something similar that uh, Activision had a Bungie do for Destiny's 1 and 2, uh, uh, that they would be an exclusive, exclusive weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have exclusive weapons. Uh or, like, quests and stuff to get exclusive, like, exotic items. And granted, I think some of them were, weren't, were like, too, like, game-breaking on the terms of, like, oh, you had to have mm. this weapon. But it, it, it still was very much, like, you know, just, like, a, come on. I mean, why, why can't, you know... You just release that later for everybody else. Yeah, and, I mean, eventually, like, and, you know, when Destiny and Activision uh, went their own separate ways... Uh, you know, Bungie was like, hey, we're not going to do any of that any stuff anymore, especially for Destiny 2. All that exclusive PlayStation content came to all the other systems, including PC, because mm-hmm. uh, I believe Destiny 2 is when they first started doing PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, so to see D- Bungie be brought ba- being bought by um, Sony. Sony, yeah, it does sort of bring a lot of the questions of hey are you guys gonna do that sony gets exclusive content again thing PlayStation gets exclusive content again because we all agree that was bad and we didn't like it so are you doing that i think the the concerns i think someone from bungie you know uh clearly stated that no we're still gonna do multi-plat that's not gonna change it from my understanding they're just essentially gonna use sony as like a bedrock for money to uh to promote uh and to like do a lot of the stuff that Bungie wants to do with Destiny, that they uh probably don't have the means to it right now. 
I mean, I can understand that. I mean, obviously, Bungie... Uh, I mean, yeah, Destiny, while well, it's still a pretty big game, probably. Uh, I, I do remember they did have to get, like, funding from, like, Tencent, Chinese uh, yeah. game company at one point. Uh, they invested some money into Death, uh, Bungie, so yeah, I could see I can see this being more sort of like a. Uh, we just want like some more security in terms of mm-hmm. our money stuff, and it. I mean, yeah, and they did. It has come out. I think that you know Bungie, some Bungie devs are like, no, we're gonna, we're not gonna do anything ex- exclusive. We still own Destiny and the brand. Mm-hmm. Like we're not gonna do anything super exclusive like that Mm -hmm. especially because it would be sort of antithetical to how Bungie has been treating Destiny 2 as of late because after the uh, split with uh, Activision you know Destiny started to implement stuff like cross save you know where Mm -hmm. you could hey if you had friends you know you were playing uh, Destiny on say your Xbox or whatever and all your friends got Destiny on PlayStation guess what you can just get a PlayStation get uh, a copy of Destiny 2 and you can just transfer your save data there and go back and forth if you want to and including PC as well uh, heck because I think uh, Destiny 2 you had to get it through uh, the Blizz- Blizzard's uh, uh, bra- uh, web uh, client thing you know mm-hmm. where you download Overwatch and all the other stuff what is it uh, what's it called because I know Epic- Battle.net I think Battle.net yeah. Battle. I think it was called I think they call it something different but I think at the time it was called Battle.net uh, and now it's like, hey, now you can just download it on Steam. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they even I think believe I believe they do have a bit of a free to play option as well mm-hmm. now. And and I don't know if uh, they've done it yet because I do remember they were like, we want to get cross play as a thing. We want to try to get cross play out there because at the I mean at the end of the day, they they it's very much Bungie sort of like we want to bring everybody together. Mm-hmm. No more like exclusive content. We want to get everyone equal and together. I mean, heck, it, it pro- crossplay probably helps out because Destiny's on Stadia, and who the hell's playing it on Stadia, right? Right. You got to get those Stadia players to hang out with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it does seem nice that. I mean, I've said this before. I would love more crossplay games. They, they, they're so much fun. I yeah, I agree too. I know one of my uh, friends has gotten back into destiny 2 and he really likes it and i'm like hey you know i still have destiny 2 and like all their updates are starting you know i could probably get a lot of the updates mm-hmm. and stuff uh through game pass and stuff that'd be nice to play but at the time i i mean i'm not sure if they still have if they've implemented cross play yet and if they do that means hey you, you know who you're about to hit up <laughs> yeah me and my friends can play destiny because i know we all have separate uh, consoles and one dude really loves play on PC, and since there is a free to play option for Destiny now, uh, we can all just hang out. That'd be really cool. Uh, so I yeah, do... no, I feel the same way because like a, like a lot of people shit on Destiny one and two for certain stuff that I do agree needs to be shit on, but like the game is so much fun. Yeah, the core gameplay of Destiny has always been like really good like Bungie yeah definitely understands how to make a first person shooter and make it fun and understands the uh, qualities of it but I, yeah, yeah but Destiny has always had those problems of just like 
does it want to be an MMO? Does it want to be just a first-person single-player experience? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is it is the grind worth it? Mm-hmm. To... Well, not even now in Destiny Two, and they got rid of it. They they had like, or they kind of still do. They had the whole microtransactions. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely have relied a bit on it now, especially since uh, the split with Activision. But mm-hmm. uh, obviously, I'm pretty sure. Um, I believe. Uh, Unless it's like major expansions, mm-hmm. uh, you, most content is free, and I believe uh, a lot of the tra- microtransaction stuff is just purely cosmetic. Mm-hmm. You know, da- like dancey modes and all all that stuff. And I think the only issue was that like they were selling colors. I believe at the time mm-hmm. when Destiny Two came out, which is I think a similar, it's kind of a similar problem that Halo Infinite is kind of going with where like you know instead of just having the option to just choose a color mm-hmm. we get shades yeah yeah and you just you, granted some of those shades are pretty nice yeah and it's just uh, some people are just like well i don't want to pay ten dollars for that yeah i don't want to do it <laughs> i would pay maybe a dollar or two but ten dollars no and that's probably and that was a similar thing with destiny 2 at launch mm-hmm. i think they've fixed most of that microtransaction mm-hmm. stuff now but Mm -hmm. yeah you know both games have had issues with a lot of things but i think yeah they sort of uh i mean speaking of microsoft um you were telling me how weird it was that they're getting back with such a a big company because the reason they left microsoft because like they want to do their own stuff yeah yeah when you look at the history of bungie you know start off as a small indie developer they get some big hits and, you know, they were going to make Halo on Mac, and then Microsoft came. That would have been a weird history. Yeah, it, it had been very bizarre. It, timeline. Yeah, timeline. Timeline was weird. Uh, yeah, and Microsoft came to Bungie to, like, hey, we want to get Halo on Xbox. And they sort of, you know, worked together to do that. And after, like, a couple of years, you know, Bungie was like, you know, we kind of, like, uh, don't feel like making uh, Halo games anymore. Okay, just make two more and you're out. Yeah. That was literally the deal. And those two games were ODST and Reach. Yeah, and uh, they're both good experiences. And afterwards, you know, they, they mutually agreed to, like, separate, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, Microsoft didn't own Bungie. It, it was more like a... A partnership. Yeah, like a... Like a I guess the, the the closest thing you would go get with it would be, like, a s- second party. Yeah. Like, because usually when we see uh company game companies and their relationship with various developers usually either first party which is like directly owned by that uh console or, mm-hmm. or, or you know like how uh 343 is a first party for yeah. uh uh microsoft and xbox mm-hmm. uh uh naughty dog is a first party for playstation mm-hmm. and obviously nintendo has a bunch of other like first party they make their own first party games right yeah um and then a second party is you know like bungie and xbox's relationship they don't own xbox Xbox, microsoft doesn't own bungie but they work together to make exclusive content i'll give you another one bandai namco nine or is that more third party that's more third party because bandai namco just works with everybody Mm -hmm. they have their own like working relationship because at the time of Bungie making Halo, they didn't make any other games besides Halo. Mm-hmm. So, would Atlas be considered one then? No, right? Uh, which Atlas? Atlas. Uh, Persona. Oh, um, 
Because don't they also make the Catherine game? I need Daniel for this one. Yeah, they made Kath- They made Catherine. They made a Persona and Shimogun Tensei. I mean, kind of, but not really, because Persona games are strictly on PlayStation, except for like the spinoffs, which can be on like Nintendo consoles, and Shimigami Tensei is exclusive to Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And then they have other titles like Catherine, which was on like everything. So I think uh, an- another example of a second party like the relationship would be uh, uh, Monolith Soft, the guys that make uh, the Xenoblade games, because they don't they aren't owned by Nintendo, but they do make they, games for Nintendo. They make mostly games for Nintendo, uh-huh. and Game Freak, yeah, Game Freak would probably be another one. Uh, the guys that make Pokemon, the Pokemon games, because. Yeah. Like technically, game like Nintendo doesn't own like game the Game Freak. They, yeah. they work together, mm-hmm. and Game Freak has made at least some games that are like not on Nintendo. I think Go, Pokemon Go. No, no, no not they, they don't make Pokemon Go. Oh, but, but yeah, yeah, it was Niantic or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it's called. Uh, but yeah, point is, you know, that's sort of the thing. And obviously, third party pub- developers are like, you know, they work with everybody. And mm-hmm. yeah, they'll have like exclusive games or whatever sometimes. Yeah. Uh, with the company, but you know, it's like they work with everybody, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it is weird that Bungie has had this history of basically wanting to be the in- independent mm-hmm. and just getting saddled with various partnerships with various other bigger. Cr- companies right mm-hmm. you know making halo with xbox and then once they decided we want to make our own thing and they join up with activision and obviously that relationship you know was kind of toxic I, yeah a bit i mean who knows how how bad it was mm-hmm. but obviously by the end of it because i think activision really wanted to make destiny like a huge franchise on the scale of call of duty mm-hmm I mean, that sort of explains why, like, we had, you know, Destiny, and it had uh, an expansion, like, every other year, and then we got Destiny 2, and it had a big expansion, and it was really lining up to, like, see, like, okay, maybe we're gonna get a Destiny 3, and then a huge expansion, and then Bungie and uh, Activision broke off their partnership, and uh, Bungie was like, no, we're focusing on just Destiny 2. No more sequels or anything. Just Destiny 2. So for now. I mean, for now, but, I mean, it definitely seems, in my opinion, it seems like uh, Bungie really wants to just build off of Destiny 2 Mm -hmm. and not make a sequel. Because, well, the transition was definitely uh, probably smooth. Mm -hmm. I think they want to just, they don't want to go through another, like, having to make another game from the ground up mm-hmm. with the infrastructure of sort of that online space yeah. that, De- that Destiny 2 has. So they're just kind of like, no, you know what? We're just sticking with Destiny 2. We're going to do it like how these other, like, I guess, MMO games do. Mm-hmm. Even though Destiny isn't kind, isn't really considered like an MMO, but it's close. Mm-hmm. But now, and yeah, now they're uh, part of the, uh, part of PlayStation, which is, uh, yeah, it's it's a very weird cycle they've gone through, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it does seem like um, uh, from the comments of the various Bungie devs that have come out and spoken about this, that uh, yeah, you know, they're they're not gonna nothing's gonna really change. It's more of like we're using them as a foundation for uh, 
tell fun stuff. Yeah. And that's good for them. Like, I always like Bungie, and I always want to see more from Bungie. Mm-hmm. But uh, their, their track record recently has not been <laughs> good. Hey, it's been okay. I mean, yeah, Destiny, the Destiny, Destiny uh, 1 and 2 have, had, have had rocky, you know, uh, moments. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the fact that, you know, it's still fairly popular and has an audience, you know, uh, it works. Mm-hmm. You know? So I guess from there we can just talk about like, what could this mean for gaming in general? Because like, <laughs> there's just there's so much buyouts. I mean buyouts, buying of companies. Like Microsoft did it start off with small companies, you know, Ninja Theory, uh, Double Fine, and now it's uh, Bethesda, and now it's potentially because like they're going the the guys who checked if Disney if it was okay for Disney to buy Fox. Is checking on them to see if this is like a monopoly or not. So and now Sony has said out here from buying Bungie says and the president of the company is saying, "Don't worry, there's more to come." That kind of tells me like, oh, is this a generation of buying or at least investing into different companies? Uh, it's yeah, it definitely seems like that's sort of the uh, we've uh, we're reaching a status of. Uh... How uh, various uh, film and TV productions and stuff have been bought out. You know, Disney buying uh, Star Wars and Marvel. Uh, various acquisitions, like I think uh, the AT&T Time Warner deal, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, was a big factor into the stuff that's been going on in Warner Brothers. Because mm-hmm. Warner Brothers is owned by Time Warner. Yeah. You know, and that was a huge murder thing. Uh, friggin' yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of uh crazy uh acquisitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that the line from uh was the Sony president saying that there's that, that they're gonna be buying up more stuff. That's definitely. I don't know how to feel about that because it definitely seems like. I mean, because honestly, Microsoft buying out all these game companies and stuff. Uh, I feel like is it, it it feels like it's sort of a direct uh, uh, consequence of what transpired after this last console generation, yeah. where Sony had you know uh, the play, play, PS4 uh, was was the big hit, Xbox One just uh, having to like sort of play catch up and not having a whole ton of exclusives that. Uh, they uh, that that didn't bring enough people to into the Xbox ecosystem. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of what Xbox has been doing, and especially Microsoft has been doing, mm-hmm. has been bolstering up uh, the Xbox brand and trying to do uh, a lot with it. Because yeah, buying out uh, Bethesda and now Activision Blizzard pretty much means that a lot of these sort of IPs yeah. are coming to Xbox, exclusively Xbox. I mean, we know that one of the biggest uh, Xbox uh, games is going to be Starfield, mm-hmm. right? Which is like Bethesda's next big uh, RPG open world game. Yeah. Right? Uh, and yeah, like, I mean, you know, like, you would, you know, at the time you were thinking that's going to be on everything and now it's going to be on Xbox and it's like, okay then, does Sony have anything to respond to that? 
a, a, like sort of a sci-fi open world action game uh, where you're probably going to different planets. I don't think Sony has like anything in that category uh, unless if you want to add Bungie to that, but that's not really that open those world. Two are, those two are two different things. Yeah, those are two different things. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely telling that. Okay, so let me say this: we're we were okay with the way Microsoft was doing it because I don't think anyone really banned an eye that much for Bethesda. Because like, let's face it, they kind of needed to be bought out. At the very least, it stopped them from making their own E3 press conferences every year and not having a whole lot, except for, hey, that's a Doom. Hey, that's a Fallout 76. Wait, did that turn out bad? Oh, no. Well, let's <laughs> double down on that game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, the Evil Within. It's, I mean, it's okay. You know, yeah. Because, like, I think the the thing about with Microsoft buying Bethesda, it was like, it felt more beneficial. It, it, it benefited. It benefited both parties. Yes. So that way, Bethesda could still do whatever they like mm-hmm. and have, like, the money to back it up. And mm-hmm. Xbox, essentially, and Microsoft have a whole slew of games that they can call their own and, uh, and a quick and easy way of, like, getting a lot of exclusives, especially mm-hmm. for Game Pass and stuff. Um, Which is probably where they're getting most of their money now. Yeah, because it is a, probably a pretty good service, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, like, and I think why most of us were not as upset with the blizzard activision buyout it's because let's face it we were all expecting someone to do that well i mean it's a little bit of that but also knowing that xbox uh, microsoft has the the uh uh, the ability to change the various toxic culture that, that has recently come out about activision blizzard uh is like that's a good thing mm-hmm. like because it, it was very clear that it didn't seem like any of the corporate higher-ups of Activision Blizzard were willing to actually, like, go ahead and actually, like... They, they were afraid to man the fuck up. Yeah, they, they didn't they didn't feel like, you know, changing anything about their company culture and stuff. Because mm-hmm. they were like, hey, we still make billions of dollars off of Candy Crush and Call of Duty. It doesn't matter to us what goes on with our game developers, all right? Even if it's a bunch of uh, crazy uh, frat boy sex uh, sexist shit going down. It's like, hey, at least we make money. It doesn't matter to us here at the top of the corporate ladder. But now, because it's such a big PR thing, and even, uh, what was it, Bobby Kodak wanted to yeah. buy major gaming publishers <laughs> like Kotaku and uh, Polygon, right? Well, I think it was a PC gamer. PC gamer? Okay. To try to like, I guess somehow like control dude, the narrative. Dude, that was not no. You 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 made it worse for yourself. You're digging your own grave at that point. Yeah, the fact that like yeah, that's that's that that's that's just like, that's almost like, like if, like that that seems a little bit propagandist, you know? Like if if a if a government controlled the the state uh, news and stuff, that's pretty bad. So, mm-hmm. you know, if a, let's, let's if, not do that. if a big gaming publisher bought out big, like, gaming news sites and to try to spin the narrative, that would be, yeah, that's bad. Like, like it didn't even say that, that, like, people didn't even comment on that, but, um, uh, like, from Activision Blizzard, because, one, it might have been not true, but two, if it was true, 
you just sinking your own. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. that that ice bar hit you hard, but your dumbass steering is what caused it. Yeah, uh, but, but yeah, I think that's sort of the thing. I mean, granted, yeah, it's still a pretty huge buyout at the end of the day because of what is it like? It's like the Activision Blizzard buyout is like one of the biggest. Uh, it's the third biggest uh, buyout of uh, of companies. The first one being the. Yeah, no, like the AT and T Time Warner uh, buyout. Yeah, I mean that's huge because those are just two big, large mm-hmm. like corporations that have their money in like everything: internet providers, entertainment, all that stuff coming together. That that I mean, yeah, I understand that being like such a huge like buyout combination, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, no. Uh, I think the main issue is that I didn't. Well, I guess the main thing about the Activision Blizzard thing is like it's gonna be harder mm-hmm. for that to like. I, I feel like it's gonna be harder to like sell Call of Duty as an exclusive Xbox game. Yeah, no. There's some games that me and Daniel talked about this. There are some games that need to be multiplayer. Call of Duty being one of them. Like that game has established itself as being as a multi-platform game. It's kind of like what's made it have so much money. You kind of need that. Yeah. Same thing with some of the Blizzard stuff. Like, can you imagine Blizzard just being Xbox PC only? I imagine, like, some of their... I mean, like, StarCraft's probably easy to do that. But, uh, I mean, Overwatch, I mean, it's a competitive game. You need that uh, big competitive aspect, especially with Overwatch 2 coming out. Mm -hmm. I know most competitive people are playing, playing on PC anyway, but... I mean, I'm pretty sure there was a console circuit for that game at a certain point mm-hmm. uh, during uh, its run, you know, of the Overwatch League. So, you know, like at the end of the day, like that, that, that you're still getting money from like the microtransactions of the loot boxes of that game as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you you want that money, you know, money coming in. So it, mm-hmm. it would be hard for some stuff. But then, but other things like say a new Spyro game or a new Crash game. That could definitely move its way to be exclusives for the Xbox mm-hmm. and, like, I guess, PC as well. Um, which, I mean, that would be... Uh, yeah, that's pretty freaking crazy to see Crash and Spyro originally... PlayStation. Play- PlayStation mascots of their era. Now, you know, you know, being owned by Activision and being whored out. <laughs> you know, I would have phrased it like that, but sure. Well, I mean, Spyro, the Spyro franchise became Skylanders for a while, you know. Yeah. Remember, it was just it was Spyro and like the Skylanders, and then it just became Skylanders. Yeah. You know, Spyro was just shot in the back of the head and left to die, but then he yeah, came back like old yellow. Yeah, but then he came back was like, I lived, bitch, with you know the the remakes of the games, yeah, the old games. And then uh, and now and now take it out again. Well, I mean, no, now he's uh being he's he's got a new owner mm-hmm. and uh new daddy yeah well i don't i wouldn't phrase it like that uh and you know now we don't know where what what they're gonna do with them i mean yeah it's it's uh it's gonna be a bit of a it, it's super crazy with that and at least with this bungee sony buying uh bungee thing mm-hmm. it's definitely weird because first of all i guess the the price three billion dollars mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy for Bungie, especially considering at the moment, you know, Disney's the only thing they're working on, mm-hmm. right? Like, this, I'm pretty sure Disney bought Marvel for, like, $4 billion. Yeah. 
And that wasn't just because of the movie division. It was for, like, all of the Marvel brand, right? Like, mm-hmm. the comics and various other s- stuff that Marvel is is doing. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's super weird that, like, Destiny, uh, Bu- Sony was willing to buy mm-hmm. Bungie for that amount of money. And I think, I guess part of it is just, uh, like, like Bungie is saying, they want, like, security and, like, funding probably for other things. So I know mm-hmm. they have said that they wanted to do other things with Destiny, like maybe a TV show, maybe, like, comics and various other forms of media to expand the Destiny lore. And that would be neat to see. And partnering with Sony would definitely give you that money, especially if it's $3 billion. Yeah, you definitely could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like... It, it, it does seem like you know there are there's going to be some consequences that like because i think at the time like, the thing was was that i think most people were like is sony willing to buy out like other game studios to like compete with xbox because it didn't mm-hmm. seem like at the time when xbox made the bethesda deal that it would affect sony that much Mm-hmm. Right, like, yeah. It didn't seem like it very much seemed like Sony didn't really uh, Sony and PlayStation didn't really care. And now with this Activision deal being so as big as it is, uh, maybe that was sort of the moment where like Sony uh, top heads were like, okay, now we got to do something. Yeah, because I feel you know, yeah, like all right, well, now we got to buy something out because it, they're making us look like a bunch of chumps. <laughs> you know, they're spending like all this money on these game studios, including Call of Duty, was like the biggest thing out there. Uh, we gotta do something. Let's buy something else that was part of Activision. Destiny guys, let's get them. And that's how they got Destiny. But no, um, I mean, I don't think it's as terrible as what it could imply, as many people have seemed to be wondering. But since they already confirmed, like, now it's not going to be that bad, guys. But the question is, again, I feel that what does this mean for most of gaming? Who else is in the buyout? Who else could Microsoft and or Sony buy out? And a lot of people have been saying, what if Sony buys Capcom? God, please, no. I mean, it seems like it could happen. Mm-hmm. Because, quite frankly... Uh, Capcom and PlayStation have always had a bit of a buddy-buddy relationship. I mean, heck, Street Fighter V came out the way it did, partially because Sony funded the money to make Street Fighter V. Like, Street Fighter for uh, for quite a... Uh, Street Fighter IV was multi-plat. Mm-hmm. You know? But with Street Fighter V and, like, Sony wanting to make... Uh, well, Capcom wanted to make Street Fighter V they needed like more money and instead of just waiting to get the money sony came up and was like hey listen we'll give you the money for street fighter 5 but you got to make it street you know playstation exclusive and sure you can put it on pc but console wise it's playstation it's, it's and nice. capcom was like sure we'll do it <laughs> just give me give me the money give me the money now mm-hmm. give me the money now a lot please show me the money <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know that's how that turned out I mean, and obviously, Street Fighter Five at launch was very hit and miss, and nowadays it's better. Uh, but isn't it because wasn't it because like it, it catered more to the competitive audience? 
a little bit, yeah, yeah. There were, uh, yeah. It, it definitely so- felt a bit rushed because mm-hmm. they wanted to like take advantage of like getting Street Fighter Five ready for the next Capcom Cup. Yeah. But regardless of that, um, I mean, also like there's also other things that you can clearly see Capcom and PlayStation having relationships. Uh, I know there was like a exclusive content for Capcom games on PlayStation for some things like uh like an exclusive what was it there's an exclusive costume for in Marvel Infinite for uh, Captain Marvel right on PlayStation was there I don't remember I think there was I'm pretty sure there I'm was this up. uh and obviously you have the I think what is it Resident Evil Seven mm-hmm. being having a VR mode. For PlayStation VR, like, the, like the 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 idea of PlayStation buying out Capcom is understandable. It makes sense. I'm just sort of wondering. Okay, where does that go though? Like, I mean, would Capcom literally make all their games PlayStation exclusive? Because I don't think that's the case. Because uh, I think one of the big ones is Monster Hunter. Yeah. And Monster Hunter has always uh, been flopping between uh, PlayStation and, I believe, Nintendo consoles for a while. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until Monster Hunter World where that became more multi-plat. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it didn't have a Nintendo Switch port, but then they made a Monster Hunter Rise with, I think, the engine for Monster Hunter World, but, like, scaled down. So, I mean, you know... Nintendo still gets a yeah. Monster it was Hunter. a costume. It was like the her fighter costume. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, which yeah. I'm, ended up coming to Xbox. Oh, okay. But yeah, no point. I think the point being is that um, I can understand them. Uh, I can understand the idea of of people saying that that can happen. I I'm I'm sort of like it's fifty fifty either way for me. Mm-hmm. Like I can see it happen, but at the same time, I feel like Capcom. Uh, only really works with Sony to get more money for the games to do, mm-hmm. or if it if it benefits Capcom enough to like stay exclusive with Sony, they'll do it. But if if it doesn't, because they do have other uh, pots to stir, I guess they have other games that they feel can work on other systems, and they'll be like nah. Monster in the World was amazing in every other system. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it worked. I mean, there's also like rumors of like Square Enix. Uh... Konami, which everyone feels like they should just buy Konami. Yeah, and, and granted, that's just because no one wants Konami to be having all these IPs like Metal Gear and Silent Hills just rotting away while they make p- pachinko machines. Uh, you know, I understand that. I completely understand that. Especially since I believe the Metal Gear series has always had like a strong presence on, on PlayStation anyway, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm down for all those, because, I mean... Uh... A bit like uh, the I think the the thing about it is with Sony and like the possible companies they could buy is that most of those seem better off when they're not owned by a single company making exclusive games for that company. You know what I mean? I under, I think I understand what you mean um, because I mean Square Enix I think has embraced a lot of multi-plat as of late. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, granted, uh, I mean they made Avengers and they have like the Spider-Man thing exclusive mm-hmm. uh, to Sony, which I mean, yeah, everyone agrees that kind of blows. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, all kinds of uh, mm-hmm. weird. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, we still have like exclusive like uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. That's I think uh, I know it's getting its PC port this year. I think or was mm-hmm. it was it last year? I don't know. It, it's it was, getting a PC last, port. Yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, so it's getting a PC port. It, or it has, it has, which I mean is nice, but Final Fantasy Remake, I mean, half the reason why it's exclusive to the PlayStation is because Final Fantasy VII was a PlayStation game, you know? Uh, and I can right. kind of see, like, at least if they wanted to do it, if they wanted to buy Square Enix, and, mm-hmm. like, I could easily see them bringing, kind of bringing Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy series back to just PlayStation only. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of just like, um, I mean, fifteen made a bunch of money, like being multi-plat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I think Square Enix sees the benefits of being more multi-plat and just having some exclusives there. Yeah, on certain consoles. I mean, that's how I see it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but who who knows? Who knows? Um, what else is there? I mean, like just. I guess, like, um, I mean, I don't have anything else to say unless you got something on on you to to wonder, to to ask. I mean, the only thing I can think about is that, I mean, yeah, we know this is a big game-changing stuff that Sony is now actively saying, hey, let's buy some stuff up. Let's buy everything. Yeah. Well, not everything. Well, yeah, and that's going to be, that's my point. Can Sony actually, you know, go head-to-head with Microsoft in a buying-out war? Because... Realistically, I don't see that happening because as much as big of a brand as PlayStation is, Sony as a whole is not like a huge company. Mm-hmm. Like they they definitely uh, rely. I think I've made this point before. They like, really, yeah, you said before they rely mostly on their gaming company. Yeah, they like the Sony company relies on PlayStation to make a lot of money. It's their biggest money making machine. Like like uh the various other departments like technology or like that isn't gaming doesn't do that great the sony move the sony picture uh stuff mm-hmm. has been hit and miss for a while and they only really make money because of spider-man movies which they have to share the money with marvel studios so which is disney yeah so you know that's a whole thing uh meanwhile microsoft is one of the biggest companies in the world and you can and honestly it feels like uh, you know they're they're willing to make all these purchases because they're that big and they can like forego billions of dollars to buy these companies. Yeah, I mean we just I said it earlier, Game Pass is their probably the they've said is their biggest thing right now, and it's a and it's really really good, mm-hmm. so good. Like I I I I've played a lot of games through Game Pass and I am playing a lot more games through Game Pass. And thank God that most of the games that they've announced are like also coming to day one on Game Pass. So I probably don't have to buy them all. But I spent sixty dollars on a bunch of games. Yeah, just spend a monthly subscription, uh, and uh, you can get all these games at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it definitely seems like uh, it's more sort of uh, for for Xbox and Microsoft. It's more like turning the Xbox ecosystem into a place where you stay. And get connected mm-hmm. and play the games on the Xbox ecosystem, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry much about getting, you know, going elsewhere. Yeah, they want you in that system, and you know, with them, I think Game Pass is 
I think the strongest way of doing that. Mm-hmm. And the way to make Game Pass stronger is to get a lot of games that people are willing to that are willing to play. And uh, yeah, with with Sony, I mean, they I think they want to make their own Game Pass system as well. I mm-hmm. mean, like I think uh, the uh, I've heard rumors of them trying to revamp the PlayStation Now thing mm-hmm. into a, a way similar to Game Pass. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it seems to me anyway that uh, this all is gonna lead to a head, mm-hmm. uh, and Sony doesn't seem. I think Sony will buy out maybe one or two more like big companies, like because I, I don't see them trying to buy out EA. I think EA is too big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can say that Activision, but I think EA is like, you know, with their chunk of like sports gaming i don't think that's gonna work out for them mm-hmm. uh but probably some other like smaller studios on the level of bungie i could see them buying yeah uh but i don't think uh sony's gonna be willing to do what it takes to spend a, a crap ton of money to get huge companies to, to well just they be... hear you now and they're gonna be like fuck you jerry we're gonna spend we're gonna buy square enix and capcom and Bandai Namco, they want they aren't gonna do that. Then no, no, Bandai Namco is too big to buy. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting to see where that goes. It's uh, there, there's definitely consequences of like, are we just gonna get to the point where there's only like, uh, three companies that own like most like eighty percent of all the gaming companies? Mm-hmm. Like. I think that's sort of like what people are scared about. Uh, I mean, it can. I, I mean, it might happen, but I think at the same time, the the difference between say Disney buying out 20th Century Fox and essentially there being like five major movie companies that produce movies like uh, in the U.S. and comparing it to the gaming industry is that indie games still have a large presence mm-hmm. and continue to have a large presence in the gaming sphere more than say indie films. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, you'll get like an indie film that like gets an award at the Oscars or whatever, mm-hmm. but like indie games, you can ease, you can see like the impact they make almost immediately. I mean, finites of Freddy's that, that was an indie game and it's now its own media mm-hmm. franchise has books and like all that Still stuff. Still trying to make a movie. Yeah. Uh, freaking Shovel Knight, like that was an indie game that was kickstarted and it's super successful. And the uh, the yacht games company still uh is making stuff. Uh, Cuphead. I mean, I know uh, Xbox definitely helped with uh funding it, but you know it's getting its Netflix show in a week or two. Yeah, so that's you know indie games have a presence, and you know it's more. It's easier to get indie games off, like have them like branch out and make them big compared to say like an indie film. Mm-hmm. And you know it's gonna be I think a lot harder for gaming to get consolidated the way filming has. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good place to end it. Just like whether or not you know Sonic is able to do all this stuff. Hopefully. Um... You know, we'll see. Uh, we will talk more about it. Uh, but yeah, that's a good place to end it. Anyways, guys, if you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on all social media Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. At the Geese and Trainers, we are Marcel Devon on Instagram, where we 
have a link to all the podcasts that we're officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and all that guy. And if you enjoy the voice, there's a link to the YouTube, so where you can put a face to the voice. And when you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, all the good stuff. And yes, we do have a Patreon for all those who want to support us in any different way. Thank you so much. It's been me, your boy, La. It's been me, Joe. And you guys have a good one. Peace.